There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Sarah Ellis. And I'm Helen Tupper. And you're listening to the Squiggly Careers podcast. Each week we talk about a different topic to do with work and discuss practical ideas and actions to help you develop in your career and be successful in this increasingly squiggly world of work. And this week we're talking about how to get practical with your productivity. And so productivity is a topic we've covered before. We did an episode with Graham Alcott, who is the author of a really good book called Productivity Ninja. So if you're like you're passionate about productivity, definitely go and look at that and listen to that. I guess our recognition is that people might not feel as productive right now, or it might feel like they are struggling with their motivation, struggling to feel like uh, ways of getting things done. It feels like we've been working in this slightly weird way for quite a long time now, and it just felt like the right time to share a couple of practical ideas, things that we do, things that have inspired us, that other people do, just to help you with your productivity. And I think it's also maybe just useful to reflect on what we mean when we talk about productivity. I was looking at a few definitions, Sarah, and I thought you'd hate them because it was all about like being efficient and your inputs and your outputs and increasing your outputs. I know. And I was like, well, that doesn't sound good anyway. And that's the last thing that people need now (laughs) is like, think about how you can increase your output. And so we are talking about productivity in the context of getting the things that you want to get done, done in the time that you want to spend doing them. So this is about you and thinking about what is it that I want to get done in a day and it's about you defining how long that day is. So it's not about some external metric for how much stuff we should be producing in 24 hours. It's a very personal thing. So I think this is about personal productivity, what good looks like for you, and we want to help you to get practical with it. And the way that we're going to do it is we've got <laughs> 10 different ideas for practical productivity. We're not going to talk about them all for a really long time. I should be here for a really long time, and that's not what we're trying to do. So we'll talk about them quite quickly. It's going to be quite pacey. On amazingif.com, we'll write up the 10 ideas as well. So if you want to go back and look at them a bit more slowly, then head to amazingif.com, and we'll put the link as well on the description for this podcast. But that's that's the plan. We'll take it in turns, 10 different ideas, things that we do, things that we inspire us that other people do, but all very implementable and not to like get up at five o'clock and be one of those CEOs who does their to-do lists uh, before they even have their coffee in the morning. All very like normal stuff. <laughs> okay, so we've got 10 and we're going to try and do them in 20 minutes or less, I think is our ambition. <laughs> so number one is about lists. So there are three different things that I have tried in terms of 
I love a list and how I approach doing kind of to-do lists that have worked really well for me. So I'm going to share three different things and see if one of those might be useful for you to try. So the first one is early on when COVID first hit us and we were in lockdown. I was really struggling at that point in terms of motivation and productivity. And one of the things I found really helpful in that moment for about four weeks was every action I got to do. So my to-do list, I put on one individual post-it note. I covered a wall with those post-it notes, which sounds like it could be overwhelming, but actually it never felt that way. It always just felt like a useful visualization of what I'd got to do. And then every time I completed one of those tasks, I physically moved the post-it note from one wall to another. And I think at the time when it felt like perhaps we were sometimes stuck or going backwards to actually just see the kind of progress I was making in a kind of very practical way really worked for me. I don't do it now and I don't kind of feel that I kind of need it right now, but it definitely gave me a sense of energy and momentum in a time where I had kind of lost a bit of my mojo, I think. So that was one idea that worked for me. The second thing that I've tried and that I've stuck with, because this I find really helpful, is the difference between having a today list and a to-do list. And the reason I really like this is it helps me to prioritise. I have a bit of a tendency to be a bit ambitious in terms of what I think (laughs) I can achieve in one day. I'm like, I could do all of this in one day. And what I started to realise was, I can't do all of these things in one day. That, And then I feel bad about the fact that I thought I could and then I can't. Back to Helen's point, I was like, I don't know why I'm feeling bad about this. I've still done loads of other stuff. And so what I do now is at the start of every day, I'm really clear about what is a must do for today. And usually there's only one or two things on that list in terms of it's got to be done today. And then I have a list which is a longer list of other things that I might get to and still use that but I just think making that distinction has been really helpful for me and then the last thing which I think is really important is when you're thinking about lists I actually have a to think list and a to-do list and sometimes our to-do lists become too transactional it's all about tasks and it's about outcomes that we can see a project we've got to finish a presentation we've got to write an email we've got to send And I think just as importantly, but often it gets deprioritized, is what are the things that we need to think about? Where do you need some headspace to actually think, I've got a problem that I need to really think through or to explore? And then knowing what's on that to think list, I also then think about my time in a week and think, when will I get time to think about those things? Because that is still an action. That's still Mm. something that needs time. If anything, things on my to think list need more time they usually need me to go and try and find a different space to go and do that they might need some conversations with people too often I think we see our to-do lists as more important than our to-think lists and yet actually in my experience when you do really good quality thinking that's what leads to the best work and the most creative work so three things that I do on lists that all have helped me to be more productive. What I also quite like about your list thing is that you don't necessarily just stick with one thing like you have different lists that you can use when you're feeling in different ways and I think something Mm. people beat themselves up because they're like oh I used to do my to-do list in this way and now I've changed and that means it wasn't very good and it might have just meant oh it worked for you then and you're just adapting what works for you now and that's okay 
So number two is mine, and that is all about regular rewards. So I found it quite helpful to, I will motivate myself to get something done. Um, so to be productive, to finish a proposal or finish writing something for the book that we're writing at the moment, whatever it is, by motivating myself with a small little reward. And that reward might take the form of, it can be quite a small one, it could be like a chocolate, or it can be a, like a guilt-free listen to a podcast. And I, what, I say that because... Sometimes when you're in like hyper productive mode and you've gone a bit robotic with it all, like how much stuff can I get done? You might almost feel a bit of guilt when you think, oh, I'm just going to go read a chapter of a book for a while or I'm going to go listen to a podcast. When I've got a lot to do, sometimes I feel a bit guilty about taking that time out and I shouldn't do. And it's definitely counterintuitive because that just makes me better at the thing I was trying to do in the first place. But I, I try and think about, oh, what's a reward? A reward is me taking half an hour out and sitting downstairs and reading a bit of a book that I'm enjoying at the moment or listening to a podcast while I walk or having a cheeky bit of chocolate and a cup of coffee it can be really small it's whatever works for you but I find like marking my day with a something I'm focused on and what's like a small like regular reward that I can give myself it just gives me like momentum because I'm like okay get it done and then have a treat get it done and then have a treat <laughs> so I feel like it, you're describing one of those you know scientific experiments where they're like <laughs> you take the monkey and you give the monkey a nut and then the monkey does what you tell it to do I feel like what? maybe I should just give you loads of rewards and be like Helen please could you do this and here's your reward <laughs> is it like the Pavlov's experiment yeah, with the dogs, dogs where they get the, the dogs salivating yeah. with the snacks great thanks for that really appreciate I'm doing some uh, like psychological experiment on myself do you know it's working it's definitely working <laughs> works for you whatever, whatever works so number three is about having a power hour and so this is something I've tried probably in the last three or four weeks because something changed a bit more in my world that meant I sort of had this power hour you can use any hour of your day but you very much see it as you, you kind of almost label it your power hour and so my son's nursery extended their opening hours back to kind of what they were prior to COVID, which now means that 5 till 6 p.m. every day, I sort of label as my power hour. And it has a very hard stop because at 6, I need to go and walk and pick up my little boy, Max. And actually, that's a good time because rarely have meetings at that time. Don't really, We're not really doing workshops, etc. And I will actually look at that 5 till 6 p.m. moment and think, in that power hour, what one thing am I going to do? And so yesterday, actually, it meant that I said to somebody, oh, I'm just going to send you some ideas for something that we need to record. And I just thought, do you know what? I'll just do that in that five till six power hour. I sort of turn everything else. I just focus on that one task. And I think it works really well for me, particularly because two things. I'm very achievement orientated and achievement is one of my values. And so you finish that part of your day because sometimes I have to say I do do some work later on, but I finish the kind of main part of my day with something that feels very achievement orientated. So that kind of feels like a good way to close the day. But also the fact it has a hard stop, I think keeps you really focused. And so it keeps me very kind of like, I know I've got to stop at that time. I've kind of got no choice or control about that. So just keep going, try and get stuff done. And it kind of gives me a bit of, energy at that end of the day I don't think it has to be at the end of the day I think you could do it in the middle of the day or first thing in the day on LinkedIn someone was talking about they're part of a writing group where 8 till 9 a.m every day everybody just sits down and has kind of a power hour of writing which I thought was a really nice idea that would never work for me because I'm not very good between 8 and 9 a.m which is evidenced by any podcast we've ever tried to record at that time <laughs> that's but so true I do find that power hour has really given me a boost in my productivity 
there's a website that I forget the name of it at the moment it's something like Workmate or something I'll find it and I'll post it on social but it's basically where if you've got a task that you want to do you can do a bit like what you described with that writing club you can find somebody who is trying to get the thing something done you, you don't know that person you just sort of connect with them remotely and you're like okay let's sort of virtually work together 9am till 10am and give each other a high five it's just that like accountability mm, partner nice. I've not done it actually but I'll find the link because I think it's like a free service so you just find someone else who needs this accountability partner to get your stuff done so number four is work out what work works when quite a mouthful everybody what work work works when and this is about thinking about you and how you do your best work and when you do your best work and then looking at the week as a whole so for example on a Friday based on the type of work that we do so Sarah and I spend a lot of our working week running large now it's virtual large virtual sessions to help people with their career development and we do that multiple times over a week to hundreds if not thousands of people what that means is by Friday I'm quite engaged out so for me Friday is a really good day for me to do some solo work so like the thinking work or writing maybe if there's some things that I need to get done for some of our other people that we work with me doing that on my own in isolation that really works for me on a Friday whereas like on a Monday I'm very much like a bit more tasky so if there are quick tasks to be done things to set up quick things to write for Sarah and I do a bit of social activity I'm much better than that on a Monday you will have this for yourself like if you look at you and your energy and your effectiveness and then you look at your week work out what work works when for you and try to design your working week around that now I recognise that some people have more flexibility to do that than other people. So Sarah and I, we run our company. We determine most of how we spend our working week. Whereas actually when I was at Microsoft, that would have been a lot harder because a lot of the meetings that I had to be involved in I didn't have a lot of choice about them basically they were put in my diary and I had to attend them but what I did do is I started to block out some time so that I could sort of have thinking time or with you know then I'd be doing creating a lot of presentations and powerpoints and things and I would block out time in my diary for that so you still I think have some degree of control particularly if you block out timings and I do remember a top tip from Graham's Productivity Ninja podcast actually he said about creating a secret project like um project blue <laughs> you're like and you just put project blue in your diary and people don't book over project blue or whatever you want to call it project magenta I think you called it so that might be something so you do have a bit of choice but you might need to block that time out in your diary obviously maybe if you work freelance or you work for yourself you might be able to have a bit more choice to in how you design your working week in the way that Sarah and I can number five is about find a productivity pairing this is really about not feeling like being productive is always about solving stuff solo. What we're not saying here is you should always be squirreling away by yourself just to kind of get stuff done. I think sometimes it's recognising what kind of work that you do, as kind of Helen just described. Where will you be more productive as a pair? Obviously, it could be more than a pair. It might be a kind of small group of you. But I think keeping this quite small, maybe only, you know, one of the person or perhaps two of the people and thinking about how can you help each other with your productivity if you're working on something together? Is it about whether you have regular check-ins? Is it more about recognising when you've got a bit stuck? And actually, who can help you get unstuck? Like, who are you spending time with? When are you spending time with those people? And I think that's one of those things where sometimes the people around us can help us be more productive. Certainly, sometimes if I'm doing a project, I just think, oh, I'm just not very productive or this doesn't feel like it's going very well. I'm not making the progress that I would like to in the time that I've got, back to how we defined it. I'll think, 
what I need is to have a conversation with Helen. It'll be ad hoc. It'll be informal. I'll probably try and go for a walk because I'm having that conversation just to release my thinking, to think a bit differently, but not always trying to get more productive by yourself. I think not forgetting to seek help along the way to work smarter and work better together as well as by yourself. So number six is to have a row or a row. I can't quite work out how to pronounce this, but basically an R-O-W, a rhythm of your week. What I mean by that is that sometimes being productive, for me, it's about getting the things you want to get done in the time that you want to do them. And so for me, having some things that I want to get done that's consistent every week, I find really helpful. Like when I look back on the week, I can say, oh, despite lots of other things happening I always got the podcast out we always did pod plus I always wrote that newsletter on a Friday so see if there are some things that you can do to create your rhythm maybe on a Monday you always send out an update to your team and maybe on a Friday you're writing or you're sharing an article and some insights that you've got or you do a post on your intranet or on LinkedIn but if you can kind of have a rhythm to your week then for me that always helps me to feel productive because it's it's almost like a bit of productivity shortcuts for me I know for example I know that on Tuesday our podcast comes out and I will always post about that on social and I know that we always do Poplus on a Thursday and I know that I'm sharing that I share Squiggly Career Curiosity as a newsletter on a Friday on LinkedIn and for me having that rhythm means that maybe I haven't felt that productive with other things because maybe I've procrastinated or family stuff or whatever's got in the way of it I always know that that rhythm of the week means that I've got those things done so think Monday to Friday and think about what sorts of things might you do consistently, either every day or every week, that can sort of form your productivity rhythm and that you can look back on and you always feel good that you've managed to get that stuff done. I wonder with that action whether there's a difference with people listening between your natural tendency, whether you're more of a kind of thinker, reflector or a doer. Because actually, as Helen described that, I thought, oh, I don't want that. I don't want that in my week. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, I don't. This is the thing. This is why hopefully we're sharing 10. There'll be some here for you. And I'm sure there'll be some that are not for you. I think that's another really important thing to recognize with productivity. There's so it gets written about so much. And of course, we all have the desire to kind of work a bit better and smarter. You always like throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. I think if you're if you're like listening to something and you think that actually doesn't feel like that would be right for me, if it doesn't kind of feel good or doesn't fit with the sort of work that you do I think it's okay to go okay well that one's not for me because I was just listening to that thinking I really don't want that (laughs) so So let's move on to the next one because Helen's obviously thinking well Sarah should probably have that in the week she might get a bit more done so number seven is about clustering the small stuff so I was thinking when am I at my worst when am I at my least productive where do I not get stuff done and for me actually it's always small stuff and it tends to be this, this is really stupid, so I'm going to give examples because I can really think of lots of ways where I don't get these things done. So it's things like, oh, I've got to print something off, sign it, and then scan it. And Helen's laughing because, I mean, that can take me like two weeks. That is very true. Or I need to send uh, something out in the post. I need to sign something. Relatively administrative Admin stuff. and tech, Sarah. That's what it is. It's admin and tech. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the moment, I am talking to you, and I know some of you will know this because you follow us on Instagram, so I'm missing the E key off my laptop because <laughs> I don't know where it's gone. It turns out you use the E quite a lot. So my finger really hurts from pressing down, like, the bit underneath the E on your laptop. And I'm not very good at sorting that sort of stuff out. Like, I mean... If we didn't have a brilliant team assistant, (laughs) I would just be there with no E for months, probably on end. 
But what I recognise is sometimes that stuff actually is pressing and it's important. Now, I might not like it and I might not want to do it and I can think of a million things I'd rather do. But what I have found has actually been really effective for me because I'm trying to get better at this because I do recognise it's me at my worst and it holds other people up and it must be annoying. So I was like, right, how do I get better at this? How do I get a bit more productive so that it doesn't get in my way or the people's way? And clustering it together rather than it feeling like lots of bitty small stuff has been really useful for me. So I might think, right, okay, I do need to print some stuff out, but what else do I need to print? So I'm printing more than one thing at once. (laughs) And (laughs) this is a real window into my working day, which does not sound very glamorous. So like, what do I need to print? Or what do I need to send? What do I need to sign? And then I'll be like, right, I'm going to do half an hour. I'm going to cluster all that small stuff together. I'm going to get it all done. To Helen's point, I'll probably have a regular reward afterwards. But I actually feel really good then when I've done it. And I think because I've done more than one thing, I've probably ticked more than one thing off my to-do list. I've kind of made it all happen. And it feels like an, a, quite an efficient way to do those things. And I think previously, I'd always be like, oh, I've not got time or it's not important. And I'd spread all the small stuff across the week. Whereas now I've got much better at clustering it together, recognising that it's all that kind of small stuff. And then just putting it all into half an hour. And that seems to work much better for me. And I'm maybe a bit less annoying than I was. Who knows? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So tip number eight is all about spotting the stuff that slows you down. There'll be lots of things in your working week that might inhibit your productivity. And sometimes I think we just get used to that stuff and sort of get on with it. So for example, one of the things that was sort of slowing Sarah and I down, but Sarah recognised it, is when we were writing proposals and for clients about sessions that we would run we were like creating a new proposal every single time and so we'd be like okay so we'll write a slide about what we do and we'll write a slide about our book and I was doing it and Sarah was doing it and every one of them was unique and different and bespoke (laughs) and what we realized was actually this we both don't need to design those from scratch every single time and there are some similar things that we want to say each time and Sarah sort of took it upon herself to create this like master document that we can pick from and we're sort of just iterating 
creating it rather than creating it from scratch every time. And I think there will be, that's a specific example for our business, but you will have things in your week that almost create patterns that get in the way of your productivity. So for example, maybe when somebody asks you to do something, they give you like quite generic waffly sort of requests and you spend quite a lot of time going, so what is it I'm supposed to be doing and trying to work it all out and how do I do it? Whereas actually, if you just said to them, not a problem, can you just drop me on an email the three things that you want me to look at or whatever it is. So you kind of put it back onto them to get to clarity so that you can then focus on pulling the thing together that they want, for example. So I think spot in your working week things that you feel like you're having to do 101 times or things that you think feel quite inefficient where you're like, oh, if only I had had a clearer brief or if I'd better understood the problem that I'm trying to solve or if I'd understood the stakeholders that are on this project and what their expectations are like when it feels hard and sluggish or you feel like you've done this 101 times before that is probably a moment to pause rather than to press on and think about well what could I do so that I'm not in this situation next time template things ask different questions make sure that people give you the information you need in order to get started rather than you feeling like you have to find it all out for yourself every single time it's really helped us to speed up with some certain things like little things like we do this podcast every week and what we were finding was each time we'd write a new introduction or each time we'd do like a new template so now we have like a template that we use that has like okay so we always need to know who's saying what when and we don't write a full script but it just means it's quicker for us to prepare for the podcast rather than feeling like you're starting from scratch every time there'll be little things that are relevant to your working week and I think it's just about spotting those So number nine is mood boosting music. So this is a new one for me that I have seen in action and then felt the benefits. And so it's an area that I'm interested in. It's definitely something I've been inspired by seeing elsewhere and I've started to experiment with, but only only at the start of this. So I'd be interested to know whether other people have tried this out and it's helped with your productivity. And that is the idea of creating playlists and kind of things to listen to perhaps for certain types of work or for certain moments in your day where you perhaps need to either boost your mood or perhaps increase your productivity. Now, I have to say, one of the things I don't think I could ever do, which my partner does, is sometimes, especially towards the end of the day, his music gets a bit more like hardcore rap. And I just think... (laughs) how do you focus? Like, I don't actually listen to very much music, which is why this is kind of a new one for me. I sort of work in monk-like silence. And I know loads of people like would listen to the radio, would have music on all of the time. This just wouldn't be a thing because you'd be thinking, well, I already have loads of music on. But this is more about, I think, being intentional about the type of music you listen to, to kind of help you with that moment of actually, if you need the calm, focused music, I've actually started listening to, on YouTube, they have these deep concentration playlists that you can play. And I listen to those when I'm writing because it's just about having kind of some ambient noise around, but it's not kind of loud or distracting because I actually am one of those people who would write the words that I'm listening to. So I I kind of couldn't, (laughs) I, I couldn't have that. I'm um, suspicious now of you listening to rap and with the podcast I mean, taking a whole different it, route. It really would. Uh, so I found that I've been using those like deep concentration playlists. And then I joined a workshop this week that we were leading, but the company were kind of hosting it. And they put some music at the start of this workshop. 
And, you know, when we think about productivity generally, you know, this was a workshop, I think, at 3.30 in the afternoon. So quite a tough time for people to be like, right, 90-minute workshop, let's all kind of get energised and try and use this time really productively together. And I really felt the impact. I was like, oh, this is brilliant. It just sort of made me smile. I think it probably makes you move a little bit more. And actually, it just started that session really positively. And then I think we used that time even more productively as a result. I think people were more engaged. We were asking more questions. It was a better use of our time together. Booper have done some really interesting research. Actually, we work with Booper for our Ask the Expert series. And they've talked to us quite a bit about how important music is in terms of your mental health and just helping you if you're kind of feeling like you're losing your mojo during the day so perhaps if you're having like a low moment where you just think oh I just need to feel a bit more kind of energized and perhaps you can't go out for a walk or you can't kind of physically move in quite the same way perhaps you have a playlist of like well what are your go-to songs that just make you feel really good what are your songs that help you to concentrate more what are your end of the day songs like my partner who apparently (laughs) hardcore rap does the job when you're looking at spreadsheets who knew but I do think it's really interesting and I think because for me it's not my natural starting point like I said I don't listen to lots of music actually having just felt it almost because I've seen other people try it and I've just been experimenting with it I was like I think it has made me more productive so I'd love to know if other people have been trying it out too. I've actually had music on today Sarah. Have you? Yeah I've had my little portable speaker so Sarah and I have an office space which we are the only people in. Um, (laughs) I mean um, we really are like no one ever goes. It's a massive it's a massive office (laughs) with just me in it today and so I've got my little portable speaker it's very cute and I've been playing a bit of London Grammar because I've got a little track out and it's just helped me I've been trying to focus on a few things get a few things written so that helps me focus. Work treat. So number 10 is perhaps the most superficial of this list of productivity (laughs) but it helps me and we're being honest and that is stationary everybody for me like having nice stationary just really helps with my productivity so we're talking like a new notebook some nice pens to tick stuff off there's something in my psyche that just feels like I'm more in control and I'm more organized and I can get more stuff done when I can see it clearly and it's visualized and I can tick stuff off so um to the extent are you going to Tell everyone about your uh, Filofax revolution. Yeah, everybody, I'm, I'm bringing back the Filofax and I've also bought one for Sarah and I think she likes it. Not for the diary. Well, because let's, my diary... let's just talk about what, what you've bought for yourself and what you've bought for me. <laughs> Wait, let's just be, okay, you talked okay. about being really honest with our listeners. Let's just talk about... Have you bought me the same thing or no, is it a bit but, different? No, but that's because I don't know if you'll like it yet. If you want what I've got, right, so... <laughs> file of facts everybody so my notebook system wasn't working because my notes I was writing so much down that I found it hard to go back to the things and I've tried bullet journaling and all that kind of stuff it just wasn't working for me so I thought do you know what I'll do I'll get a file of facts and I'll have some like little dividers in there so I can divide it and it's all nice and organized and it's working a treat but I quite like nice stationery stationery that feels nice so I ordered myself this really nice handmade leather one that I found off Etsy and really nice like coloured dividers and all this kind of stuff so it just feels nice because that makes me want to use it more and stay Mm -hmm. more on top of it and I thought oh what I'll do this might help Sarah too but a you don't care about that stuff as much as me Sarah for one and b I didn't know if you were going to use it or think this was like the weirdest thing I'd ever bought you so I bought Sarah one not the nice like leather one that I've got it's like a transparent acrylic plastic one with <laughs> dividers and paper I think this is a nice thing oh, and I it sent it nice to thing. you and now she's mocking me because mine is like it is nicer <laughs> but I didn't even know if you were going to use it I so. mean when you say nicer I mean we're going to have to put some pictures on Instagram <laughs> at some point because they are opposite ends of the spectrum I'm there with my like rubbishy little 
<laughs> plastic filofax. <laughs> uh, but it makes me laugh. And I, I to be fair, it's actually working quite well, apart from the fact that I went on Amazon to buy some extra paper and I bought the wrong size, <laughs> which just tells you everything about sometimes um, the things that I'm good at and not so good at. So I bought really small paper. I'm never very good at like understanding sizes so or quantities. <laughs> so I've got all this really small filofax paper and my filofax is not as small as the paper. Uh, so yeah. And so we hope in those 10 things how you make lists, regular rewards, power hours, what work works when, productivity pairing, have a row or row, cluster the small stuff, spot what slows you down, mood boosting music and stationery. Hopefully there are at least a couple of ideas in there that will just, things for you to try that will help your productivity. The one other thing we did just want to mention is we asked people on Instagram our community were just at Amazing If for their ideas. And actually one thing that came back from quite a few people that we thought was so lovely and really important to remember, someone with an Instagram handle of Littlest Lexi says this, she just talked about how important it is actually to be kind to yourself. And I've heard this theme a few times from different people that we are sometimes judging ourselves based on working in the way that we were this time last year, or perhaps in the context that we were six nine months ago where the world felt really different and so if you are struggling a bit with your motivation if you do sometimes feel a bit like you've lost your mojo and I think at this moment in time where perhaps we thought things were going to be changing in a different way and and they perhaps not they perhaps gone back to where they were or you know you perhaps thought you maybe get to see some of your colleagues a bit sooner than maybe you will be able to just make sure you're not giving yourself a really hard time and recognize and reflect and celebrate all your very small successes because I think everybody is doing brilliantly people have adapted so well people have been so resilient in what has been a really kind of tough time not only in our careers but in our life generally so let's not forget those words of wisdom I feel like I want to give everybody listening like a big squiggly career hug which you would hate Sarah because you'd be like I don't need yeah. your hugs Helen, also but, you yeah. can't hug anyone at the moment it's completely That's, inappropriate oh I know I know but it's there the thought is there everybody. <laughs> the thought is we're, there. We're, all, we're all trying to navigate through this year together so hopefully today has helped you and if you have a spare five minutes and lots of you continue to do this we really do appreciate it when you rate review and subscribe the podcast it means that we get to share it with even more people and it's just a lovely moment for us of getting your feedback and knowing what you think and where we've been helpful so perhaps if you've not had a chance to do that yet you could add that into maybe your clustering the small stuff that would that would go (laughs) in my clustering the small stuff list but in the meantime thank you so much for listening we really hope you find these episodes useful and we'll speak to you again soon bye for now bye everyone Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.